Welcome to episode five of Floating Our Boat podcast. And thank you for joining us. In this episode, we get on a new canal. We have news of some friends that have uh, joined the canal system for a holiday. We have a listener's question. We have a visit from our daughter. We also visit Nantwich. And Rich sells a painting. We are now on the Shropshire Union heading south towards Wolverhampton. Uh, we've been on here about a week now and we're on uncharted territory for us. Yeah, it's a new canal. We've never been down here before, have we? Well, it's... you have years and years oh, ago, yeah, haven't you? I was about 12, 14, something like that. But um, if you're not used to the geography of the UK, uh, Shropshire Union runs down the west side of the Midlands, just about northwest of Birmingham. And 40 something miles we've got to do to get to turn around again. Yeah, we're not going the whole length down because we want to get back up to see the boat and to be in this area. So we are going down just north of North of Wolverhampton, sorry. Um, and we are trying our hardest to avoid big towns. So we probably won't go into Wolverhampton itself. There's a turning point just before. But so far we're really enjoying it, aren't we? It's lovely, it's a beautiful canal and we're at uh, a village at the moment called Audlem. And that's beautiful itself, isn't it? It is, there's uh, a couple of pubs we're moored up by. I think it's quite a famous pub, the Shroppy Fly, isn't yeah. it? You, you found out today it used to be, used to be a warehouse. A warehouse. Yeah. Um, lots of boats up here, lots of moorings. We've passed a few really quite big marinas and met some of the YouTubers along our way as well. Um, but it's lovely, it's interesting boats, some lovely old boats along here as well, aren't there? There are, quite a few. <laughs> and the only the only downside of this is that we've got this shroppy shelf to contend with and a couple of times we've moored up and we still haven't managed to get our uh, wheelbarrow tyres which hold the boat out from the bank a little bit. Yeah, and, the shroppy uh, shelf is like, it's this shelf below the waterline that... Uh, you can't see we don't know why it's there if anybody i'm sure no. somebody is going to know and we're going to get lots of people telling yeah. us now but we don't know why we guess it was just the way the canal was built it obviously wasn't built for people to be mooring up all over the place it was just built for work boats just a commercial so, route wasn't it yeah i guess it's just the way it was built but it's it's you know not caused us too much trouble there's plenty of ringed moorings and we've been fine and uh, yeah we're having a lovely time lovely towns lovely villages lovely views um and very peaceful well, ahead of us over the next couple of miles we've got something like 18 locks to do haven't we <laughs> and it's a while since we've done a stretch of locks it is, like yeah, that it's been so long and so it's it... funny because we've got it into our head that oh we've got this big bank of mm. locks to do but actually 13 locks is not a lot really and they're not very deep locks are they no they're shallow quite short little locks and uh, we'll skip through there in no time we yeah. can actually moor up um halfway up can't we there's there's mooring spots somewhere yeah. along there and we've been on our current mooring spot um for two days but the weather yesterday was absolutely horrendous it just poured with rain for 24 hours well today's sunday it stopped raining just before we got out of bed at eight o'clock this morning. But it, it started raining on Friday night, didn't it? And that was it. 
It the, just didn't stop. The towpaths are getting really muddy again and they're a little bit flooded along here. We've been for a walk today, really flooded. And the biowash is huge coming down via the locks. But uh, yeah, we'll move tomorrow, I think, again, now the weather looks okay and we need to get some miles under our belt, I think, because we're going a bit too slow, we're even for us. Not moving <laughs> at all much, are we? But that's good. We've got uh, friends, uh, Richard Vobes and the lovely Julia, who, uh, Richard Vobes, the bold explorer, is his um, YouTube channel. Um, they're just on a boat now, aren't they, on the River Thames? Yeah, we did um, a vlog with them a little while ago and they've um, put us on one of their vlogs. So they've gone on holiday and originally they were supposed to be going during the summer um, but because of the restrictions it was delayed and then they couldn't get the area they wanted and so they ended up picking their boat up just on the Thames outside Oxford. They wanted to be on the Oxford Canal and they're actually only five miles from the Oxford Canal, but picked their boat up yesterday amid the storms and the torrential rain, and they found themselves on flooded water. So the Thames, the north northern stretch of the Thames is now in flood, and they're stuck at a lock and they can't go through, so they've had a day, haven't they, of just been stuck yeah. so far. So we're a bit concerned for them, not for their safety, because they're fine, and Julia is an expert. Managing she's the really good. She's really good. But just feel a little bit sorry for them because they really want to be on the canal system proper and doing locks. And at the moment, they're just sat waiting for the lock to open on the Thames because it's in um, not flood conditions, but I think it's bordering on red and they won't let them through, will they? No. Nope. So, Richard and Julia, we're thinking of you. <laughs> yes. So we're waiting to hear from them. They're going, they were going to ring the boatyard, weren't they? It's, I don't know what they can suggest, but there's plenty of other Anglo-Welsh, isn't it? I think they've gone with uh, centres all around the country. So hopefully, maybe they can just send them somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what happens if you hire a boat and no. the conditions out of your control, such as lock closures, stop you going anywhere. I know I had a holiday once on a canal system in France and it was after droughts. And you could only actually go about 20 miles because the canals were dried up, but that was fine. I didn't mind it. But if you're stuck in, you know, just one position, it's not much of a holiday, is it? Well, we were stuck on a river last year. Well, we're stuck on a canal. We needed to get onto the river section, didn't we, to uh, get where we wanted to be. We were stuck there for three weeks, weren't we? This time last year. This time last year. Yeah. And uh, it, the river levels just did not drop. We, in the end, we turned around, didn't we, and went back the way we came. Yeah, and it's bad enough. It was scary enough as, uh, you know, I say experienced boaters. We'd have been on the boat for two years, I think, yeah. then. But for somebody that's just on holiday that isn't used to it, if you see the river levels rising and flooding, I guess it's a bit scary. But, you know, I'm sure they'll be on fine. We're on the end of the phone for them. Well, and, we're uh, rooting for you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Time now for a listener's question. Da, da, da. We need a jingle <laughs> need to go a jingle in here. For that, yeah. <laughs> so this week's question comes from a lady called Janice Gale, um, and she's been watching old episodes and has asked how Rich got on with his experience with COVID. Did you recover properly? Did you make a full recovery? And did you have to go and see a doctor? I did recover fully. It took months. Um, shortage of breath was the worst thing and I have I do suffer with mild asthma so that didn't help 
Um, we didn't see a, I didn't see a doctor, but we called the helpline, didn't we, and spoke to them. Yeah. Uh, they gave us all the information we needed and what I should do. Um, we still don't know because I haven't seen a doctor. I haven't been tested. If it definitely was COVID-19, but I tell you, I've never been so ill in all my life. I've had flu on numerous occasions. I don't mean just a cold. I mean flu, proper flu. Um, and it was just nothing like that, was it? It was no, you, awful. No, you tick every single symptom that was listed for COVID, I think you ticked. Yeah. Um, and it was, you didn't, I didn't know quite how bad Rich was. I knew he was bad and this was in cold weather and we were in the middle of nowhere and he couldn't lay down to sleep, could you at all? No. Just sat up every night and um, told me afterwards that several nights he thought he was going to have to call an ambulance. Unfortunately, he didn't tell me at the time. <laughs> and while we're on talking about that, I'm just going to di digress slightly. And relating to this, people have said before, what do you do if you have to call an ambulance? When we moor up, um, and I keep my journal, I write down what three words, location. So I've always got that written handy that we don't have to look for it. And if we'd needed to call an ambulance then, we would have done so and just given them our what three words location and by hook or by crook they find you what three words is is an app and they've what's grid referenced the whole world haven't they yeah uh in meter squares is it i think i think it's down to two square meters your location yeah and each each grid square has a three words reference and there's some silly ones isn't there like i don't know <laughs> steak cat window or something <laughs> like that isn't it yeah and but uh, it just it's really easier good. to remember and tell if you have to call somebody and you, you you say we're at a stack cat window it's easier than trying to remember numbers and getting it wrong so i thoroughly recommend if you're on a boat that you use this um i think you could even use it for some grocery deliveries now but it's certainly for the emergency services but fortunately getting back to covid we didn't need to do that um, we just sat it out really. Steam. We had pots of water on the fire. He drank loads of tea apparently because that was, I don't know whether it's myth or what, but they it was recommended at the time, wasn't it? You drink tea. Drink lots of tea. Well, it took me a, a few months to get back to my normal fitness levels, didn't it? With our walks. And here comes Jess walking through, tippy tapping. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm fine now, aren't I? I got through the yeah. other end. Yeah. And amazingly, of course, I didn't have anything, uh, despite living in the 50-foot boat. So we yeah, can only yeah. assume that I, I did get it, and I was one of these lucky people that are asymptomatic. Mm. It would be nice to have a, an antibody test to know, but that's not available freely, I don't think, now. So thanks, Janice, for your question. And if you have a question for us, send us uh, a message on our Facebook, Instagram, uh, floating our boat or send us an email at info at floatingourboat.com right it's sunday as i said and we're having uh roast vegetable uh dinner and stuffed mushrooms with stuffed mushrooms nice stuffed with quinoa or quinoa <laughs> And that's the sound of Fran shaking her potatoes. We had, uh, well, dinner smelling really delicious, Fran. 
Thank you. Looking it forward is, to that. We do enjoy our Sunday roasts, especially in the winter when you can hunger down and it's cold and just a big pile of roasty vegetables, but it's lovely. Yeah, and we've been cooking on the uh, wood burner, haven't we? The multi-fuel oh, stove. The first fire-cooked jacket potatoes of the year. There's just um, nothing like it, is there? We no. just love them, don't we? And while we're cruising along, they're cooking. Whether it's our imagination or not, they definitely taste better. And um, we've started making uh, soup. I said one day this week I was going to have lentil soup for lunch. And Rich, I can't tell you what his face looked like, but he didn't look impressed. <laughs> I think he thought it was just going to be a few lentils yeah, floating around in a bowl of water. <laughs> but I made myself some lentil soup and he came back into bed and went, Oh, what's that delicious smell? So we have lentil bowl of lentil soup in a little cast iron pot cooking on top of the stove. Jacket potatoes in the stove. Last night it was chilly on the stove and jacket potatoes in the stove, wasn't it? Yeah, just... it just makes us uh, really keen to get the new boat with a new fire and with its own little oven. And things just taste better when they've been cooked for free. Yeah. Don't they? <laughs> they do indeed. So we've had a visit this weekend from... Uh, our daughter Claire, who's a school teacher in Brighton, and it took her five and a half hours to get up here, oh, didn't it, on Friday bless night, her. bless her. Uh, but she we've had a lovely weekend and she took us shopping. <laughs> she did, you know, you know that we don't like shopping, but um, and we've we've struggled a little bit recently, so while we had the car available to us and the weather was awful, she took us off and we managed to get our waterproof coats and a few bits and pieces, yeah. found an art shop. Yeah, got some art supplies um but oh was it boring yesterday was an awful day wasn't it with the weather <laughs> just non-stop raining as we said but ah, oh, just, just shopping for clothes just does my head in i know you don't have to do it very often it's no, okay that's, that's it now one of the bonuses about being a boater really and also you know we don't have that many well i don't think we do we don't have that many what i would call our posh clothes but it doesn't matter because you're always somewhere different so if you only have one posh frock, every time you go out, you can wear that because you're in a different area and nobody knows that you wore it the previous time you went out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't want people seeing me twice in the same frock. In the same posh frock. <laughs> well, I do wear your clothes. I've got quite a few. I've got old shirts of yours that I wear now. I think I've got I've yeah. adopted your hat on the back of the boat. You have. You've stolen that one, that leather hat of mine. Oh, I don't mind if you borrow it's a bit my dress. It's tight on my head it's anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so while we were on the subject of shopping, we stayed at um, a lovely town called Nantwich in Cheshire. Oh yeah. Um, it was lovely. We moored up. It's the canal there. For some reason, is quite a high. It's really on a high embankment, isn't it? There's a, a tiny aqueduct, but the whole canal is high, isn't it? And you, you're sitting the the over town. the town. And I guess they built it up rather than putting more locks in on this short hilly area, I guess. Sure. Um, but subsequently, the town is quite a walk. It's about a 10-minute walk from the canal. The canal mm. isn't, isn't going through the town. But it's very old. It's lovely. Which was known for the... Um, for experts in wattle and daub, which is a building technique used in old Tudor houses, times, wasn't yeah. it? And I don't know which bit's the wattle and which bit's the daub. You will well, probably know. Daub is the cement, I think. So the, is the wattle the wood yeah, frame? Yeah, wooden slats. So Tudor buildings were a wooden frame, wooden slats, with this, I think it was made with horsehair. 
the daub yeah. and like a plaster type stuff that was packed in between and apparently the people of Nantwich were experts in this and they were called dabbers and they still are people, yeah, people local from people Nantwich from Nantwich are called dabbers. dabbers and Nantwich is a very ancient town as we've mentioned before which on a town is relating to the salt salt springs Roman, um, Romans found them didn't they the Romans yeah but apparently the town burnt to the almost burnt to the ground in uh, Queen Elizabeth's time. Queen Elizabeth the first, that is, in the sixteenth century, and she uh, donated heaps of money apparently to get it rebuilt. Oh, that was nice of her. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really, really lovely town, isn't it? It's uh, we Gorgeous. had a walk we around there, and while we were there, we I decided to treat myself to a proper haircut. Rich did a fantastic job I'm twice. I'm very for disappointed me. that you've. Uh, not you're, you're you've you've eschewed my services now for the hairdressing. <laughs> you can do it for the next six months again. I'm only going to have two haircuts a year, I think, at hairdressers. You can do it in between. I, think I that's can't good. do what they did. They did a nice nice job on it, didn't they? They did actually. Yeah. I put a photo up on it. Um, yeah. Floating our boat Instagram. Thank you. But I also had a little bit of shock in Nantwich because. I decided I'd get some new glasses. I have to have this is this is really boat related. It sounds like I'm waffling on, but it's boat related. You waffling. I have to have uh, very focals, so I need distant glasses and reading glasses. So when we're on the back of the boat, I obviously need the distance ones to steer and the reading ones to see the map or close up. But I find it really, really hard getting on and off the boat with the very focal glasses on. I just can't get it's just for me it's really dangerous because I can't see the the gap properly it's difficult to explain and I thought that it might be because I'd had glasses from a cheap well-known chain of opticians those that save on specs yes so <laughs> so I thought maybe it was time to pay an optician for an eye test and get some more expensive glasses made and maybe it would make a difference so I booked an eye test and that in itself was a little bit of a challenge because I couldn't even go in to book the eye test. And then, oh, I'm not even going to start talking about the nonsense of the masks while you're having an eye test. But nevertheless, I had my eye test, which was £70 and everything's good. You know, my eyes are very healthy. And then sat down with a, what did she call herself? A style specialist. <laughs> who started asking me what sort of glasses I wanted and what my lifestyle was and what I needed them for. So we talked about this for 10 minutes or so and then she started talking about all the different lenses that I could have and there were three options. And the cheapest option for the lenses alone was £450, going up to £650. So I nearly fell off my seat at that point because I think I've been getting two pairs for a hundred pound. So I went along with it for a little while and then she asked me to have a look at the the frames and they started at about two hundred pounds and the next range was three hundred pounds and then there was this other range that was some name that I'd never Designer heard of. Name. And she said, And of course there are these and I looked at her with a blank look on my face and she said well, these are the ones that the Queen wears. <laughs> well, that's all right then. We'll spend a grand on a pair of specs. So, consequently, I'm um, going to go back to the company that make the saving of, the saving specs, of specs. 
when we are in the next big town because I have two pairs of glasses at the bottom of the canal already in two years. So I, I, there's no yeah. way in the world I can pay a thousand pounds for a pair of glasses that are going to end up, I've got a good chance of ending up in the canal. Animals from socks, but they're stuffed with cat litter and cat litter is known to absorb moisture. And it's often said if you have a tray of uh, cat litter by your windows on your boat, it will absorb the condensation. And so she's given me this fantastic cat, which is perched on our window at the moment with its paws hanging down. Yeah, she keeps staring at it, doesn't <laughs> it, wondering what the hell it is. It's a trial run. She's just said that she's going to have a go and see what they go. But I think it's a fantastic idea for boats to make ornaments like that if it works. It just seems that the boating community, the, 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 the life of boating attracts artistic kind of people doesn't it you often yeah. so often see it don't you along the canal paintings and it does weavings for instance and decorative art things for sale on boats it's lovely i don't know whether there's something is it is it people that have got a bit of an artistic side to them want to live a different kind of lifestyle the libertarians or is it the other way around is it living a free lifestyle that makes you feel like you can create stuff create i don't it. know more research required. Discuss. Please discuss. <laughs> and this week, you've had a little bit of a breakthrough with your artwork, haven't you? Yeah, I've done a few paintings, really small ones, like four by four inches, six by six inches. Um, I'm really pleased with the way it's going. I've really want, I've touched on this last week, didn't we, about abstract landscape painting, which is what I really want to be doing on a bigger scale I'm so I'm building myself up but I'm uh, really pleased and I've been putting them up on my personal Instagram um, page which is Richie Pike R-I-C-H-Y Pike um, and somebody contacted me and wanted to buy one didn't they yeah it was which, really which really lovely really nice so I, I've sold my very first piece of artwork ever and now you've promised to make me one, haven't you? While we were in Nantwich, there was a picture framer there. Yeah, we've ordered a frame, haven't we, with a six by six um, mount. So I'm going to paint you a picture and we can put on the uh, the wall of the new boat. And you're going to put some on Etsy, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. Hope, hopefully the, some of them are good enough and we'll put them on Constanza Creations Etsy page alongside your weavings. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll yeah. be honoured too. I do have a, an art section set up ready for it. Um, talking of which, I apologise because my um, Etsy page or my Etsy shop is empty again because I did do four scarves this week and they sold. Um, They're just flying out, aren't they? Yeah. You can't, uh... I've, got, I've got more to come, it's fine. But it'll be nice to have some of your artwork on there. It's Art, art is difficult, isn't it? Because so many you, times you do paintings and I really like them and you're not happy. No. It's a difficult thing. Because, uh, I'm not saying I'm an artist, darling, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what you want to achieve. And if you're struggling to achieve what you want to achieve, it's never good enough, is it? No, so, no. But I'm happy with the way it's progressing. And yes, I will be putting them up on your Etsy page. Yeah. And where are you? You're not getting your inspiration necessarily from the canal, are you? It's, it's landscapes, isn't it? Is yeah, it? I look at, obviously... As we're going along, I'm always looking at trees and landscape and how I can convert that into an abstract form. But um, 
Yeah, I, I get a lot of inspiration from looking at other artists' work. Yeah, you know. yeah. It's it's lovely, it's exciting stuff, and it's it's just nice. I like buying things from other canal boats anyway. I like, we bought some things this week, didn't we, in Nantwich, there was a boat that was moored up, and the lady yeah. was just painting um, traditional. traditional canal roses yeah. on hearts, which I'm not even sure what they were made from. Um and it's just lovely when you see somebody working on a canal. I always want to buy. And we've met a lady along the canal here, um, a viewer of ours who stopped to talk to us, Nina. And she's just, she's a very, very talented lady. She's got so many skills and crafts. But she started making... Um... Lots of people have been asking us when we're coming back to YouTube with a new video. Uh, it's been just over a couple of weeks now since we put a video up. We will be coming back. We are having a break uh, and we're finding it quite enjoyable, aren't we? Not uh, being pressured to make a video. I think it'll, it'll be good for us and good for the videos. I think we'll come back fresher and, um, you know, ready, rearing to go again. Yeah. I'm getting it's... to the point where I'm thinking about now making another, making more videos. I'm, I am quite missing it now. It's not just, it wasn't just the comments and the, that experience that stopped us. It's, it, it, it doesn't, we don't want this to become too much of a work thing. We enjoy doing the videos and we want to keep enjoying doing the videos. Yeah. And every time it, it comes that we feel that we have to do one because we have to do one. That's not right. We need to do it because we want to do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. <laughs> so we'll get to the end of the Shropshire Union Canal, which is about 35 miles away, and it's going to take us another week or two to get down there. And then on our return back up the Shropshire Union, we'll video that and uh, we're almost like doing again. the research now. We're sorting out the places that we want yeah. to stop and the things that we want to record. Um, and yeah, we are we are beginning to want to start filming again now, but it won't be long, will it? Nope. So that's all we've got to say. Thank you once again for listening. Um, so many people are saying they're enjoying these podcasts and that they, it makes me laugh because people feel like they want to talk back to us <laughs> because we're chatting and you want to join in. Well, join in, but you'll just have to send comments through or, you know, let us know what you think. And uh, it would be lovely if we could talk to you all face to face but unfortunately it's not going to happen is it so we're on facebook and instagram as floating our boat and email address is info at floating see you next time we're off for dinner and we'll see you soon thank you bye bye